Be thou a spirit of health or goblin damned? Bring with thee airs from heaven or blast from hell. Be thy intents wicked or charitable. Thou comest in such a questionable shape that I will speak to thee. What may this mean that thou, dead corpse again, in complete steel revisits thus the glimpses of the moon, making night hideous and we fools of nature so horridly to take our disposition with thoughts beyond the reaches of our souls? Welcome, everyone, to a spooky episode of the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. It's me, the ghost of old Hamlet. And I am shook. <laughs> I did not know that was going to happen, and it is absolutely incredible. <laughs> you can be you can be young Hamlet. I'll, uh, you know. Sure, I'll be young Hamlet. Yeah. Perfect. Um, how's it going, Evan? Uh, it's uh, I'm feeling a little possessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> what possession? Thing, uh, Premier League is back, baby. It really uh, is. It really is. I, that international break felt like it was forever. I know. Um, why did I don't this know one why. in particular feel so long? I don't know. I'm glad you feel the same way. It just, for some reason, it just felt long. I don't know. Um, maybe it's because it's like the third international break we've had. So it's like, it's like at this point where we're kind of maybe losing our preseason like jitters for the season. And now we're like, ugh, another international break. Gotta yeah. Wait. And so, there's a, another one coming up fairly soon too. I think like thirteen is it really? or something. Yeah. But. Okay, I thought we were about to hit like the the run straight to no I don't holidays, so. but that's we got to wait a little bit longer. So yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's a spooky season. Um, we've got a great episode, a themed episode in store for you today. Taylor, yeah. you wanna you, you wanna tell them what we're gonna be doing? Yeah, so we're going to be going through the uh, standings in the Zombie League. So it looks like 12 of you have submitted zombie teams this year. Um, and so we're going to be devoting today's episode to talking about those teams. We're going to go down from uh, first place to 12th place and just quickly comment on each of the teams. And I know Evan and I both look forward to this, uh, doing this at different points each year because it offers a chance to kind of revisit our thinking, both, uh, you know, our sound thinking and our unsound thinking from the beginning of the season and kind of compare <laughs> our our hopes and dreams for the season with the realities of things. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to, to getting into that. Um, but before we get started, Evan, did you get a chance to catch any games this weekend? No, uh, I really haven't. I've been um, out of pocket, been traveling and um, doing some things. I've not been able to catch any games. I've kept up with the scores um and uh, maybe a little bit of the controversies or uh, things like that but i've definitely kept in touch with my my fantasy team to see how it's doing um and uh i think today went well with spurs that's going to help me out a lot yeah um, but over, overall just kind of an yeah overall just kind of an average week for me um but what is your impression of of this first week back from this international break how how did things uh have things been kind of fairly in line with uh, how the season's gone so far? Were there any surprises? Uh, I think it was mostly fairly in line. I think the the Chelsea Arsenal game was a, was a surprise. I think for a lot of people, Chelsea playing really well for the vast majority of that game, and then um, getting pipped to the tie at the end, um, ending up tying two two. Um, mm, yeah, that was a good result for them either way. But uh, the fact that they probably should have won that game is quite interesting. Uh, other notables for me were. Uh, 
Man United just barely scraping by against West Ham or uh, I'm sorry, um, Sheffield United. Um, and so, you know, it's never a good spot when Man United is just eking wins by, you know, relegation fodder teams. Uh, so that was quite strange. And then the Aston Villa West Ham game was quite interesting because Aston Villa ended up kind of, uh, you know, really uh, taking home the bacon on that one, four to one against West Ham, which uh, those were two teams. That was probably the most interesting game to me going into the weekend because those are two teams that were in very good positions. Um, Both were kind of on the up and to see them go head to head and Villa like just really come out on top was quite interesting. I thought. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, cool. That's a pretty good recap. I don't know that I have any thoughts obviously, cause I haven't watched any games, but it's um, okay. Uh, do, yeah, do I had to, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, let's, uh, yeah, let's maybe get into the, to the, to the theme of the episode and that's the zombies. Yeah. Get some zombies uh, going. So, yeah. uh, we got to make sure we mention the names because the names are important. So, yeah, don't worry. We'll we'll uh, shout you all out. I know y'all are proud. <laughs> probably, uh, in some cases, more proud of the names than of the actual teams. I know that's probably honestly of us. Yeah, yeah, we put more effort into the teams, most likely, or maybe not. Maybe we put more effort into the names. I I think in, names. in general, I put more effort into the name probably than the team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Because you can't because you can't win with like a weak team name. You gotta have like a good Yeah, but you can't win. It's also very hard to win. Like there's 12 teams, so that's kind of low low chances. But you can kind of win a moral victory with a good team. <laughs> name. Yeah. Which is always yeah. nice. Yep. All right. So we're gonna start from the top, uh top of the league. Um so listeners if you wanna go ahead and Pull up your app, uh, pull up the FPL website on your desktop uh, and follow along. Um, we're going to start from the top of the league. We're not going to like list all of the team members because that would just take too much time. But we're going to just highlight some specific things about each team. So at the very top of our league, in first place, we have uh, yours truly. That is Evan, not me. Uh, Evan Estes with uh, the Redeemer Rises. Um, a very solid team here. Um Something I mentioned when I first opened this uh, and we were kind of getting ready for for the podcast today was only two uh, current injuries, which is a real victory in um, in zombie league terms, because usually it's the injuries that really get you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Happy with that. Happy I've lucked out that way. So the so the way we're going to do this is we're going to kind of uh mention one or two things that just really stand out to us and i'll I'll mention two things really quickly um the first is a very savvy pick in uh ollie watkins up top um so your your forward pairing is holland who i think is probably in just about every zombie league team based on his performance uh last season um and then watkins and i don't know the number of teams i'll be interested to see the number of teams that have watkins in them but um, he was he was pretty consistent last year. He had some injury periods as well. Um, so it wasn't a, a pick that was without risk, but it's certainly paying off in terms of how well Villa are playing and how well he is playing. Um, and then the other thing that just jumps out to me is uh, Joskar Gvadiol in the back was a very uh, 
risky pick, I would say, because he had just been brought in over the summer and um, knowing how long it often takes players to to bed in at Man City um, definitely could not be relied upon at the beginning of the season to start. So um, to have a starting Manchester City defender for uh, for basically nothing comparatively is is quite the coup, I think. So those are kind of the two things that stand out to me about about your zombie team, Evan. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be at the top. I know things uh, at this point are still pretty early on and they can change. Even though the zombie league, typically we kind of find out who the top like couple are going to be um, earlier than we do like the regular season. So I'm hoping that I can just uh, keep it keep it strong and steady. And I think if I don't get any more injuries um, and those players end up coming back, I think, I think I'll have a good shot at winning it, which I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with, uh, cause I've, I've been just so bad with the zombie <laughs> leagues uh, in previous seasons. I, like it's, I'm always like mid mid table or like to the bottom. Like it's, it's, it's tough. So um, yeah, happy to be here. Um, let's move on to the next one. Um, we have Rob Griffith with team name of World War Eze. <laughs> Which is a great team name. That's a really good one, yeah. It's great. Um, and uh, no hypocrite, uh, Rob has Eze in his team. As did so you. You love to see that. Two for two with Eze. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so I would say the thing that jumps out here is um, is probably a player I wish I had brought in i don't know that i would have been able to afford them um but that's kieran trippier Mm. um i think maybe this was this i don't know maybe i just didn't think like he was gonna do it again this year or something i don't know or maybe i didn't have the money but like it definitely looks like he's worth the money and he's one of like the more consistent fpl players anyway and especially if he doesn't get hurt like he's gonna be just a solid solid pick for the entire season and could be one that uh, because I don't have like Rob could easily beat me because he's got Trippier. Like that could be a game, a game, like a, a game, a league changing decision. Yeah. Um, so very, very solid pick from Trippier there. Um, so I would say that's probably like the, the, the big, the big um, move. Cause I bet not everyone has Trippier. Um, just because I feel like he was kind of like on the fence with a lot of people um, in the beginning of the year, especially because they had tough fixtures. So um, good call for Rob on um, deciding that Trippier was worth it and um, may end up may end up winning because of it. So we'll yeah. see. Interesting to know that Rob uh, Rob was really kind of, I think, going with the wisely, I think, or or at least soundly going with the meta from last year in terms of big at the back. Because he's got Estepinion, Trippier, Alexander Arnold, and Botman and Tarkovsky, all starting defenders. Some of them fairly expensive, um, yeah. which is in some not really played out to be the meta so much this year. Um, but it, the the season is long, and you know anything could happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting move to start five defenders in your uh, uh, in your zombie team. So it would be interesting to know the stats on whether defenders or midfielders or forwards end up getting injured more often oh that is yeah that's uh that is pretty interesting you would think defenders don't get injured as much as midfielders especially like center backs you can you can think of a lot of center backs that are just like always there Um, yeah yeah it's interesting 
So I don't know. Um, yeah, that would be a fascinating study. Uh, our stats guy, William Spicer, needs to get on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Got a job for you, William. All right, let's move on. All right, moving Spooky. on. Spooky. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to like jump in every now and then. It's like... <laughs> Um, so in third place, we've got last year's uh, Zombie League champion, if unless I'm mistaken. Um, I think so. Or did I win? Did he win? Or did no, I win? Uh, no, Eli. Eli won I the know Eli, Eli won the regular league. I know no, that he, he won. He won the double of the cup and the oh, and the regular league, and I won the zombie okay. league. I'm now remembering. Oh, um, okay. The, okay, I forgot about the cup. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You uh, won the zombie league. Congrats. Yeah, that was great. He almost he almost won the treble though. Um, <laughs> The CDFPL treble. Um, so in third place, you've got Eli Estes with <laughs> Andrew Apparition. Andrew, <laughs> I guess Andrew would be how you would pronounce it. Andrew Apparition. Um, really buying into the Ange Ball element there early on. Um, without any, without any, uh, you know, uh, much proof to go on. So, you know, early, early Ange believer. Um, so a couple things that stand out to me here, I think, and one way of conceptualizing things to point out, as Evan mentioned to me earlier before we started the podcast, are things that could either make or break a season. Um, and I think the success of this team in some ways relies on Evan Ferguson because uh, Eli has picked Evan Ferguson as one of his two forwards along with Erling Holland, And... Um, Obviously, Ferguson is an amazing player and will probably continue to be an amazing player in either at Brighton or somewhere else soon. Um, but if Evan Ferguson starts getting more minutes and starts putting in more goals towards the second half of the season, this team could really rock it because that's a huge differential. Um, and yeah, it would just it would just be huge. So I think the success of of Eli's zombie league season probably hinges for me on on Evan Ferguson. Also interesting to note that he has Musa Diaby, who has turned out to be a really good pick, but was not necessarily um, self-evidently so at the beginning of the season. So savvy one there. Yeah, two kind of um, two pretty risky picks that have high reward potential, but also like don't have a very high ceiling either. Yeah, um, at least coming into the season, you you don't think of them as like, oh, they're going to just be my stable options, and exactly. that's kind of what you think of when you're building a zombie team. So definitely put some eggs in those two spicy baskets. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm trying to imagine how two, that two differentials. I'm trying to imagine how that metaphor works. Eggs <laughs> into no, don't spicy, any metaphor I use. Baskets. Don't worry about it. it it won't make sense. Um, oh, I just put it. words together. I like it. Two eggs into those spicy baskets. Um, yeah, doesn't make sense. Um, unless you, unless there are baskets full of hot sauce, or the or the baskets themselves. Oh, what if the baskets are made of chicken, and you're putting the eggs into a basket made of chicken? That would be spicy. Yeah, and a little bit gauche. All right, moving on. Moving on, let's talk about uh, yours truly, not me, Taylor Hare, uh, team name of Mummy Daddy Mummy. Is that your team name every year? Have you stuck with that? It has been for the last few years, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, You're really backing yourself here. Um, Okay, so let's let's take a look at um, 
let's okay wow there's okay there's two things that i want to say um one thing that could make you and one thing that could break you i think um i guess the second one could also make you depending on what happens but um actually yeah maybe um the one thing that could make you is the james madison pick i think that was super savvy um I think people were high on him in the beginning of the season anyway, but I don't know that, you know, up until now, I don't think I've seen him in any of the zombie teams yet. So Mm. I don't know that many people were like necessarily backing him to start just because there was a lot of new things happening at Spurs, um, even though he's a good player and has been fairly consistent throughout his FPL career. I think that was, that could be one that uh, a differential that could end up, um, bringing you home for the title hmm. um, if it, if it pans out like it has been um, because he's, he started it off great. He started off really, really great. Um, just, just kind of central to everything Spurs attack does. So I think, I think you're going to be really happy with um, your selection there. But the thing that might break you is the Kevin De Bruyne pick. I know um, uh, that's, and that's just unlucky. You know, it's uh I could have had Salah, and I went for De Bruyne. What was I thinking? I know. Well, what you were thinking was Man City is the best team in the league, so you want two players from their attack. And De Bruyne had, like, had pretty much all season last season, right? Like, where he wasn't. I don't think he really got hurt too much, and like he was connecting yeah. with Holland, and it seemed like you know that's a good like that's on paper that's a great pairing to have Holland and De Bruyne in your team. Right. For the entire season, and then you just got unlucky with him. Twenty minutes or so into the season, he has oh a hamstring gosh. injury, so he's not coming back. I just checked; uh, he's not expected back until at least um, December, and who knows? That could always get pushed back. But here's the thing: I, I say it, it it could it could be the breaking thing, and it probably is at the moment because if you had Salah instead of De Bruyne, you'd probably be up there with me. Um. But yeah. when De Bruyne comes back, he could really pop off and get a lot of points. And that could end up propelling you. If you're already fourth with a huge gaping hole in your midfield, like that's like him coming back, if you can just hold on, he can come back and maybe um, get you up there to compete a little bit um, with a little bit of luck. So I don't know. I, I Yeah, I think that's a bummer, but you can't really beat yourself up over that one. Yep. Uh, Kevin, get well soon. Yeah, we'll send you cards, buddy. We'll send you cards. Also, interesting to note, just like the sheer number of teams that had Eberche Eze is kind of astonishing. I know. Yeah, he's like he was the almost. he was like the value midfielder at the beginning of the season. I I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he uh, gets well soon as well. Um, okay, moving on to fifth place with um, <laughs> William Spicer, uh, who is uh, Chumba Zamba. Which I guess is a Chumbawamba play. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a little bit of a stretch, but hey, it's, it's, I'm here hey, for it. Zombie, I've, zombie. Had, I've I've had some stretches. Let's be honest. Yeah, these these names are for nothing if not for stretches. Um, so two things that stand out to me about Spicer's team, um, one very positive and one unfortunate. I mean, in some ways, like the the. Uh, attack and midfield of the team is like very strong and very close to, I would imagine what was the meta at the beginning of the season. Um, so the, the pairing of Holland and Julian Alvarez up front is, I mean, that's my pairing currently. 
and probably a lot of people's in the game. Um, and if Julian Alvarez continues to get minutes up top for a city throughout the season, that could be absolutely huge. Um, cause he's again, not a player who a lot of people was on a lot of people's radars to be starting every game for city this season at the beginning of the season. Um, and then on the flip side, on the flip side of the, of the, you know, pep roulette or the pep coin or whatever you want to call it is sad, sad old Jack Grealish. there sitting in the midfield. The man can't get minutes, uh, for inexplicable reasons. Uh, it, it really is weird. His, his place. I was thinking about this cause I watched some of the, their game this past, uh, week. Um, the one against Brighton, which is, which is decently entertaining. Um, and uh, I think it's Jeremy Daku who is kind of playing that left wing spot now. Uh, it's just so funny how quickly Daku is, has replaced Grealish. And it doesn't seem to be so much a case of Grealish not being good as it is just like they want something slightly different. But what was interesting to me is what they want from Daku is almost kind of like what I could be wrong about this, but it's almost kind of like what Grealish was before he came to City which is like he is going to take the ball and like run at you and uh, like what kind of control play from that left side of the field doesn't do as much kind of like, you know, very, um, very thoughtful, like passing, overlapping, um, regimented. He's a much more regimented player, I would say now, which I think in most cases is good. But it seems like Pep wants a little bit of like craziness over there on that left side with Daku. And that's kind of what what he's bringing. So I think that's quite interesting and a little bit unfortunate for for our boy Jack. Yeah, poor Jack. He'll find but his way though. If Jack gets back in the team, you know, that's a that's a a great spot to have in your midfield. And then your midfield is Martinelli, Madison, Saka, Grealish, and Fernandez, and that's very, very solid. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Um definitely going all in on on city attack with yeah. um, with three attackers for city so um it's just a shame that i mean on the flip side it's a shame that on one on one hand it's a shame that you didn't get all three that are like going to get regular minutes but at the same time it is pep roulette and getting two out of three is not bad <laughs> you know what i mean cuz yeah. had, had had he picked holland foden and grealish i guess foden's been playing um, but like also like has missed some games and expl- like, I don't know, like you could easily see a world where like only one of the three worked out and you're yeah. like, Oh no. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Keep an eye on that. Um, so interesting stuff from Spicer. Uh, let's move on to, uh, Jerry Groth in sixth place. Legacy of Kane. Uh, is that, is that just like, uh, is that a pun or is that just re- uh, referencing uh, Kane is basically dead to all FPL managers? I don't know. Maybe maybe Kane pain, legacy of pain. I don't know. Legacy of pain. Is that a thing? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I thought you. I, I thought you knew that it was a thing. It's so not just going with bells it. for me. Okay. <laughs> this oh, is a crazy man. team. This is a absolutely bonkers team um <laughs> i guess the obvious thing to point out is i think this is the first manager that doesn't have holland yeah so we have to point it out no holland and in and in his stead is watkins as captain yeah which which has is, turned out is not watkins bad is higher performing this year so far than holland 
yeah, so not bad at all. But um, I think there, I think, I think there's a reason that Jerry is in around mid table, midway, and that's probably due to a lot of people having Holland and him not having Holland. So yeah. I think that could end up being the downfall. Um, and uh, I mean, he, he could, I think he could easily without Holland get like third or fourth place. Um, maybe even higher, maybe he could get second, but I don't know. I think it would just be really difficult to win without Holland. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing. It would be, it, it would be wild. Um, it would be so cool if that happened. Um, <laughs> that would just be just so much drama. Could you imagine the Fazoli's party and the oh, award man. giving? Oh, oh man. Um, but anyway, so uh, I do think that it was interesting that he also has Nkuku, Nkunku from Chelsea um, up top with Watkins, um, who has yet to play. I don't even he was, know. If he he's... was injured. He was injured preseason. Yeah, injured preseason with an unknown return date. So. Yeah, which I think I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I've heard no whispers idea. that it might not be that far away. I don't know how true those whispers are, but and when he comes back, he will be starting. I would. I would guess he's an amazing. Surely, player. sure. I mean, they can't afford to not start him, right? I mean, I'm sure they're going to want to ease him in, but like when he's fully healthy, yeah, he's got to be starting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, you never know if it com- if he comes back fairly soon i mean he could come back before de bruyne yeah i think so possible so so that could be interesting and if holland uh kind of takes a dip this season or gets injured or something we might we might have to keep a closer eye on jerry than we think yeah the other thing i'll point out i think he's the first person to have to have son in his team oh um, fascinating which because yeah. you know son didn't have uh much of a year yeah. last year by his standards right. and um to put that faith in Angeball and in Sun, and to have that payoff is is uh, you know um, commendable. I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, nice one, Jerry. Nice um. one, Jerry. <laughs> All right. So uh, now looking at seventh place, we've got Tim Griffith's brain and Blumbo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is which is good. I was at first. I have trouble reading. <laughs> the distinction between brain and Brian. So I was trying to read, uh, read where the pun was here. And at first I thought it was like emblem boo. Like it was, there's like a boo pun in there, but clearly. Not. Oh, 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 okay. Um, that also would be pretty good. It yeah. could be. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just going to, uh, rip the bandaid off here. This, cause this is a very good team with a lot of very good picks. Um, you know, Han Watkins, Foden's in there, Stones is in there. Only two injured players got Richarlison on the bench and Dan Byrne. This is a very solid team. Really unfortunate about Aaron Ramsdale, though, I must say. Uh to spend Ooh, to spend yeah. that that sweet lucre, that five, that five million on a on a keeper who it looks like may not be playing much for them, uh, is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um Weird. That whole saga was weird yeah. over the summer. And Raya just, had I don't... a terrible game uh, against Chelsea. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe this will be the catalyst for Ramsdale coming back in if he had such a bad game. So Could one be. can hope. One can hope for Brain and Bumo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the other thing yeah, that really to mention, sucks. 
the other thing to mention is um, a lot invested in the Man City, or I'm sorry, the Man United um, midfield with Rashford and Fernandez. Mm. And uh, uh, if their if their woes continue, um, that could be trouble. It has been. I cannot believe it's been this rough. Honestly, yeah. I thought they were going to turn it around after the first few games that were disappointing. I thought they'd figure it out. It's not like a new coach. They had they they had this coach for a little while. Don't know what the issue is. Yeah, I it's it's hard to say. They just clearly don't have. I think it's just a a question of their recruiting over the past couple of years has just not been strong enough, and they just don't have the the youth or the quality in key positions. Yeah, and then then even the ones that they did spend loads of money on in several summers trying to get in Jaden Sancho just. Oh yeah, doesn't yeah. Want to be there. A huge, huge bust. So, that, would be, that would be such a massive bust if he because there's talk of him going back to Dortmund and like that would be crazy. Because they spent yeah. so much money on him. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. But yeah, the United United thing is kind of a big bummer for brain. Big um, bummer for brain. Yeah. All right, let's keep working our way down. We've got uh in eighth place. Oh. Um, obviously, we might. I, don't, I think the league tables are kind of like probably will be moved by the time this comes out. So, apologies if you're in a different place than you are. Anyway, um, in eighth place currently, we have Jeff Lancaster with <laughs> um, Luton Corpses in B4B. Do you know this? I don't know. Uh, this. Uh, so, I think. Uh, B4B seems to be a video game, so he's looting corpses in whatever video game. I see, I see. Okay, okay. You and I, you you and I aren't gamers enough to know. I I think it's the problem. B4B. Um, yeah, I don't know it. I don't know. Sorry, anyway, we're we're sorry, sorry. We are not the ones to appreciate that. I'm sure other people in in the in the chat will love it. Um. Hmm. Interesting. 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 What do we want to say here? This is a good team. I like this, this is, team. This is a good team. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, as I'm looking at it, I'm just kind of surprised that it's so far down. Um, it's a good I was team gonna, with one very mysterious pick in there to me. <laughs> oh, who's the mysterious pick? Is it um, Ivan Tony? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that man was suspended before the season began. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I'm looking at is Brian and Bumo first on the bench, but it doesn't matter because Tony is on the field. So I know Bumo comes on every time. Yeah. So I was going to say that's the bummer because he doesn't play, but he does every single game. <laughs> yeah, so I guess so. He comes in. Um, yeah, I think Tony is the is the thing to pick. Like, why? <laughs> um, very interesting shout. Maybe maybe now, Jeff wasn't across the wasn't across the suspension. Uh, true, it's very days. possible. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't in the loop there. Now, I will say, as with De Bruyne, as with Nkunku, he could come back. Well, he will most likely come back mm. to some degree. Um, yeah. In January, and 
could be a could be a very good pick. Yeah, wouldn't now, that I don't, be amazing? I don't. I think Tony is like, yeah, Tony's the one that has like really kind of been the the anchor that has made this team sink a little bit. But could once he comes in, could be the one that kind of lifts them up. Yeah, um, and would maybe bring Jeff up to bring Jeff up a few spots. So that is possible. But then you're taking possibly Brian uh, Bumo's spot uh, if all your other people are healthy. Um, so that's also a tricky situation. Like, what would you what would you hope for if you're Jeff? Are you hoping that Tony ends up coming back from suspension and doesn't play so that way Bumo can come in every week from the bench? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather Tony play and have Bumo first on the bench well, um, yeah. and hope that you have an injured player that would – because right now, Estupinian's injured, and so it doesn't matter yeah. if Tony came back, Bumo's still coming in. Right. Because he's got four defenders. Yeah, so. that's tricky. It's, it's particularly tricky because Bumo and Tony kind of play the same position at Brentford. And so um, yeah. <laughs> I think Tony coming back in in real life would seriously hurt Bumo's chances of scoring big. On- Even if they played together, you got to imagine that um, Tony's playing kind of the more central role and we'll be getting more of the shots and that sort of thing yeah i think that's true um so could could take away so i don't know yeah that would be that'd be tough although if they played together up top that would be i mean if they were both attacking and both getting points that could turn into something pretty nice yeah but um yeah i don't know very um (laughs) quite the saga there yeah seriously Um, with implications for jeff's zombie team yeah one other quick thing to point out is uh, a very savvy pick in Udagi in, in the back four. Um, yeah. Not someone who was on my radar at all at the beginning of the season um, and has turned out to be a good, consistent starter for Spurs. So congratulations there. He's a, he's a Spurs fan, though, so he's tapped into that, to that team news more and than sticking, that. And sticking true to the name does have a Luton player. Third yeah. on the bench. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as you got the Luton player. Oh yeah, he's in the he's in the Luton Town fan fan league. It looks like. Oh, um, <laughs> good for him. That's that's great. I love <laughs> I love that. Oh, also, yeah, this is interesting. So I'm looking. I'm turning now to the next team, um, which is the ninth place. Uh, Zachary Wolf, uh, Rashford until dawn, um, who is in the, the Nottingham Forest fan league. <laughs> Um, which is, I mean, Nottingham Forest would be a really fun team to be a fan of, I think, in general. Um, yeah, both now and in general. But uh, that's quite interesting. I didn't realize he had any Forest affinities. Amazing badge they have, I must say. Um, so looking at looking at this team, um, uh, yeah, just a very a very strange one. Lots of injuries. To people like Solly March and Estepinion, Ethan Baldock, I think is, or George Baldock, who it looks like maybe have, uh, yeah, lack of match fitness. Um, oh my gosh, Evan, if you if you are able to, uh, open up George Baldock's info on the on the app. Um, he's got he's got this like sneer going in his in his photograph that's very strange. He's kind of okay. like he's kind of like snarling at the camera, which is very very funny. Like a werewolf. <laughs> like a werewolf. Um, 
so uh, no, I mean, yeah. we've got some interesting picks. I see Darwin up top, which is interesting. And Darwin Nunez. Um, Darwin up top and also Julian Alvarez on Alvarez on the bench along with oh, whoa. Toma and Gusto. So a, a whoa. Stacked, stacked bench there. Um playing I, for the uh playing for the injuries. Yeah. Which he's or got, at least he's got enough enough of them to go around. I guess at some point each of those players because I would guess Bell and Baldock probably both started on the bench and somehow they got put in. Um but yeah. Um interesting. I think I think the Alvarez, Holland, and Darwin Nunez front three is maybe the most powerful that we've seen so far. Um that's that's a lot of a lot of firepower up top. And if Darwin Nunez can continue to start and um can continue to get assists and goals, then that could be huge for them. Because I don't I don't think I've seen Darwin in any other teams so far. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh could be a pretty good pick. Yeah, all all three, um, all three Liverpool spots taken up by attackers. Pretty interesting. But yeah, that the the whole bench thing is just still throwing me off there. Like, um, not, maybe not throwing me off, but like giving me lots of thoughts here. Yeah, with, and just just so that I'm clear, I wonder, can you, can you get all three of your bench players on if you have yeah. three injuries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's likely going to happen for him this week because he's got three injuries. Well, well, he'll it he'll have one defender come on. He'll have, as long, I guess, yeah. As he'll, long as he has to have conditions. three defenders, so two of those defenders will come off. One being replaced by Gusto, the defender. One being replaced by Matoma, so he's not getting Alvarez, which is third on the bench. So that's a little unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um, but I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering if he like maybe didn't. Maybe he meant this, but I'm wondering if maybe he didn't mean to have those three on the bench specifically because you have like Bell from Luton Town in the back, yeah, and Baldock from Sheffield in the back as well. Is there and, is there in the game mechanic? Is there no way that like those players started off on the field and like came in at some point? Like, is there a way? I guess I'm asking to come in off the bench and like stay on. The field. I don't think so. I think it reverts every week back to your the starting lineup you had. Okay. Now, if for sense. some reason that's not the case, we definitely need to know that because that would be um, fascinating if your bench came on and then they were the immediate starters until yeah. they got subbed off. But I don't think that's the case. I, think I don't think it is either. Whatever you save is, yeah, it reverts back. So, um I guess yeah, I'm, so I'm just trying to think of why he would have started those players on the bench. <laughs> it's honestly, it's more, it's more so for me. Why did he start Luton Town and Sheffield United defenders? Yeah, exactly. More so than, like benching the players he benched because, like, that's a pretty strong bench, um, and I wouldn't fault him for that at all. If like if the rest of the team was pretty stacked, um, yeah. But anyway, let's um, move on. But before we move on, let's just say. Uh, Zachary Wolf has the best uh, person name for Zombie League as well. So, oh yeah, Zachary. Because no one else even gets close to uh, a, <laughs> except maybe Reed Zimmerman, who's uh, who's next. There's um, something, there's something is, vague, vaguely creepy about the last name Zimmerman. Is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> maybe but also z and zombie I, that's as close as i oh, you know what i mean well also also like i could see a world in which there's like um a horror character called the zimmerman in the same way there's like the slender man <laughs> the zimmerman um <laughs> maybe that's like the the good slender man <laughs> the zimmerman the one that fights the the bad slender man <laughs> In like a Marvel style. Very round, very round and uh, very predictable um, in his movements. And like when you're Um, playing the video game, like the closer he gets to you, like the like nicer you feel. The more pleasant it is. Yeah. (laughs) You want to, you're, you're trying to get as close as you can to him (laughs) without him noticing. (laughs) (laughs) Because if he notices, it's all over. <laughs> right. If he notices, it's over. Sorry. Wow. Um, it's, yeah. a ga- it's a good game. That, this, that uh, was invented. Yeah, that was pretty nice. But let's talk about Reed's uh, team here. Hmm. I feel like a doctor, like like diagnosing <laughs> things. <laughs> um, what is the uh, what is the virus that infected this zombie team? Um. <laughs> also, you didn't say his team name, but I don't completely. Oh yes, sorry it. about that. This it's uh post Saudi liptic sock period. I think it's maybe society. Uh, society post Saudi liptic society. I think it's supposed to be post apocalyptic society, oh. but Saudi liptic. Oh, so also throwing in the the Saudi kind of pun. Topical. Um, <laughs> topical yeah <laughs> we've not had any um it doesn't look like up to this point we've had any like um political statements here this is the first <laughs> the first one in the team names um but let's look at post saudi elliptic um i guess the first thing to think of is uh keeper with the uh, the chelsea keeper <laughs> keppa um, yeah, as the starting keeper, and then uh, Marcus Bettinelli, who is also a Chelsea keeper. Neither of them are playing. Oh, so, that's brutal! Went for the went for the Chelsea one too, and neither of them I play. I know. Yeah, so that's not the best. Um, now, to be fair, goalies are not like incredibly important uh, in the grand scheme of things because they're going to get you maybe like 150 points total out of like the. 1500 to 2000 you're going to get with your zombie league right um with your zombie team um but i mean that could end up being like what would that be like 10 percent of your points or something so so it 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 does add up and that's probably part of the reason um he hasn't done quite as well this season um but i would say the the big one i think is probably not the big one but maybe the more interesting talking point is gakpo yeah um for Liverpool, who um, who's a great player, but also like kind of hit and miss and been injured, that sort of thing. So um, that one, that one's the one where it's like, yeah, it, had this come good, I think you would have been in a much better spot. And there was a world where it probably did come good to some degree. Yeah. Um, and so could. a little unfortunate, especially for Reed, because I think Reed's the, the our Liverpool, one of our Liverpool. Maybe our only Liverpool. Uh, no, I think I think no, no, no. Uh, there's another one. Uh, Will Sloan. And, okay, okay, okay. Um, there might be yeah a couple more. I think yeah, but yeah, I think I think that's just unfortunate because 
you get the sense that he could very easily have gone for Darwin Nunez and maybe been in a better position. But Gakpo doesn't seem to be playing as nearly as much. Maybe he will in the future, though. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But also kind of interesting that he doesn't have Salah, even as a Liverpool fan. Yeah, that is fascinating. Maybe he just felt like he couldn't fit him in um, because he's got Holland and Trippier and Alexander-Arnold. So I think Alexander-Arnold is the one that he probably was like, I need my, I need my Trent. Yeah. Because like, Trent was like eight to start the season or something like that, right? So Yeah. Um, what, is, what does he cost now, I wonder? Oh, 7.9 is still pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's the problem with – that's the problem with like expensive players that don't get picked in the beginning. Their price never comes down because in order for their price to come down, you have to have a bunch of people transferring them out. Yeah. And I think that that game mechanic probably needs to be, I I would like it if that game mechanic was tweaked a little bit. That yeah. way there was an additional way for like a price to come down maybe. Um, but I don't know what they would have to do because it would be interesting if Alexander Arnold came down quite a bit. And at this point in the season was like seven. Yeah. Um, and then ended up being like maybe 6.5 closer to Trippier than maybe you're thinking it. It's a little more doable, but just hasn't quite worked out for, for Trent uh, yeah. and Gakpo specifically. So The last thing I'll say about this team is I don't know that this is the case, but in my mind, I would love for the Caicedo pick to have been something that he picked when it looked very much like Moises Caicedo was going to Liverpool and then Moises uh, oh, yeah. Caicedo ends up going to Chelsea. That would have been quite funny if that if, actually in, it, that in actually, anticipation. That would make sense too, because actually, you know what? I bet that's well. I know that he picked Caicedo while he was still at Brighton because he technically has four Chelsea players on this team. Oh, good call, good call. <laughs> Pretty interesting. So that's uh, something to think about next year when you're building. Um, that's a way to if you. You could sneak your way into four players from the same team if they're yeah. if you know they're about to transfer. But it could backfire on you. You could be could you're getting a Liverpool player and you end up getting yeah. a Chelsea player. Which may have been what happened. Huh. All right. Uh, the Zimmerman, hopefully we got close enough without scaring him away. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> number eleven. Um in second to last place we have Will Sloan with Liverpool FC. Um just a, a lovely name. Um easily readable. Easily discernible. Um, nice work. Um, uh, I'm sorry to see that you, like me, have Kevin De Bruyne, Will, which is unfortunate. Um, some interesting picks here. I mean, Bernardo Silva on the bench is is interesting. Um, Alexis McAllister in the midfield is also interesting. A little bit unfortunate because one could imagine a world in which he's picked up by Liverpool at the beginning of the season and ends up playing a more attacking role, almost like what Diego Jada plays, but the way it's panned out is he's been playing a more defensive midfielder role, um, not really getting too near the attack in any real sense. He's pretty deep lying. So that's kind of unfortunate that you kind of got a number, a number six when you could have been getting, you know, an eight or something like that. Um, and then the the other one that I again is maybe like a sliding doors moment is um, Nico Jackson first first Nicholas Jackson sighting we've seen and at yeah. the beginning at the beginning of the season looked like he was ready to just pop off and hasn't so far um, and if that had con- if that trajectory had continued then we could be looking at a team with a lot more points than they have now 
um, if he had put away even a couple of those chances that he's had over the course of the season. Um, doesn't seem to be starting now with Cole Palmer, Cole Palmer doing more starting. Um, but that could have very easily gone a different way, I think. Yeah. Uh, interesting Chilwell pick as well. Oh, yeah. Because to me, Chilwell is like maybe one of the riskiest assets to pick for a zombie team. Because you never know if he's going to be hurt or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I you're I always expect. But that's the thing is like you don't know. To me, I think he's like it could work out very well. But also is like if you just think about like like who's the quintessential player we've said is like just quintessential zombie player. James Ward-Prowse, right? right. Yeah. Like, like Chilwell's like the opposite end of the spectrum. Like in every aspect, like a defender that attacks a lot and so can get huge hauls, but also could end up getting nothing and then right. also gets hurt a lot. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's interesting to like see that. Um, not that that was necessarily like a bad move. I'm not, I'm not I don't want to like critique it and say that that was a bad move because that could have worked out and like been amazing. Um, but I think that it's, um, you do kind of have to have that though. Um, some like really solid picks that you know will be good, like Sala and Holland. But then you're, you're, you can't have, there's not like, you know, 15 perfect zombie picks. So you have yeah. to like pick some other players and yeah, um, Chilwell just doing Chilwell things, unfortunately. I know. And in case this hasn't become clear yet, folks, um, as much as we, we've been talking about, you know, uh, good and bad picks like a lot of this is just luck in terms of you know Kevin De Bruyne getting injured in the first game of the season Ben Chilwell being out for most of the season yeah uh, like these are just really unfortunate things um, that you can't really plan for that's kind of part of the fun thing I think about about the zombie league taken as a whole is that there's quite a lot of luck involved yeah Definitely. Uh, last thing I want to mention real quick, went very cheap with the goalies, which I love. Yeah. Went with 4.0, 4.0. I loved that. That's so good. Yeah, Martin Dubravka. Who is he even playing for these days? Oh, still uh, Newcastle. Okay. Still Newcastle um, and has Matt Turner starting. Just yeah. incredible. I haven't really been paying too much attention to the goalkeepers other than that um scale pick. <laughs> yeah. But I I remember seeing like the I saw Onana a couple people had and Yeah. Uh, goalies hit just in general, goalies have been so boring this year. I feel like I'm they're just, like, I'm like it's oh, usually I'm like over, one that's like surprising. Yeah. Goalie is like literally very far away from my thinking week to week. Yeah. I'm kinda I'm not even thinking about it. Same. Same. All right, let's move on to the very last one. We've got Saka Taters, uh, James Irvin. Does Saka Taters have any kind of zombie or spooky component to it as a name? Or is it just a pun on a sack of potatoes? I don't know. Is there like a famous slasher that uses a sack of potatoes to kill its victims? <laughs> oh, yeah. The potato, the potato man. The Zimmerman. Zimmerman actually is a murderer. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, uh, Zimmerman's he, a murderer and uses potatoes. He uses potatoes to murder victims. That's really uh, ghoulish. <laughs> yeah, very ghoulish. Um, so I guess the obvious thing here to point out for James is um, is the Kane pick. Picked Harry Kane. Oh, did he really? And this what a was bummer. this. I know. 
Because that was was that, that before game week one? I can't remember when yeah, that went down. I think the tran- I'm pretty sure the transfer happened after game like after the season start. I think. I don't did remember. He play, did he I don't think he played a game with He Ant. didn't play I don't think he played a game for Spurs. But I think it was I do remember it happening um like the week leading up to the um yeah. the it first very, season there were st- we still didn't know. Um and so I think it happened after the first game week of the season, if I remember correctly. So I think he was really hoping that Kane would stick it out. And I kind of was too. I thought it would be fun if he stayed at Spurs. But um, unfortunately for James, it didn't work out. Um, and so I think – and and Kane was captained and oh, – Oh, no. no. He has his keeper vice captain. So Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so this is not good. Um, now, to be fair, it's at least the Crystal Palace keeper who – We'll keep cleans every now and then. Yeah, um, and plays. But, n- but not great. Really not great. Um, also has Mikhailo Mudrik in the midfield. Really going... Some some great some great names. I will say this. Some <laughs> great names on this team. We've got Mudrik. We've got Aretha Balaga. We've got... I'm not about to say this, but I'm going to try. Um, Amadojic. Oh, uh, I'm going to do, yes, I'm, I, that's as good as I could do. I don't know. Um, I don't even know if this man has played Anel Amadojic, something like that. Oh, he has played. He's played a lot. This, this past game week was the first game he didn't play. Wow. Um, he's a defender for Sheffield United and has a hamstring injury. Also, I'm just now realizing Sheffield United have lost every game except for one, which they tied to Everton. Oh, that's, God. That's Why did you remind sad. me of that? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everton fans were pissed when that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, I think this might also be a case of maybe um, not putting a player or two or not saving the team or something mm-hmm. because we've got Callum Wilson as a forward third on the bench. I'm wondering if he would um, be happy if – I think he was probably maybe wanting to play him instead of the Sheffield United defender. Also has Alex Awobi on Fulham, which was previously on Everton, and that didn't happen until late as well, I think. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if he was hoping he would stay at Everton. So lots of hope here that – players weren't going to leave and we're going to stay true to their teams and it didn't work out yeah um, now a very transfer transfer intensive team Serge Aurier I think moved in the offseason too from from Tottenham to uh I think that was last year or maybe it was not enforced maybe it was know. this year maybe it was on loan or something. I don't know but uh yeah lots of like transfer heavy uh dependency there but um yeah, Leon, sorry, Leon James. Leon Bailey was I a good mean, pick. Yeah, Leon Bailey's a good pick, and you've got Holland. You just didn't have Holland captain, and I think that's probably not great. Um, yeah, I think it's the captaincy and the Kane thing that are really why you're down there, and that's just unfortunate. So, yeah, there's always next year for zombies. Unfortunately, James, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think this is your year, but what <laughs> <laughs> never know. You never know. Uh, you could yeah. rise from the ashes. Uh, rise from the grave if uh, if some other things happen to all of our other teams. Yeah, and if um, Mikhailo Mudrik and Alex Iwobi start popping off unexpectedly. Yeah, and if 
Amadojic actually comes back from injury. <laughs> yeah. Or if you get enough injuries and Callum Wilson comes in and starts starting and then uh like just pops off for the rest of the season. Or if you know uh or if Johnstone or if Johnstone if Johnstone score if Johnstone saves a penalty every game for the rest of the season and then maybe oh, gets yeah. some ninety minute header goals. You're back in <laughs> you business. You don't know. <laughs> back in business, baby. Uh all right. Well, um, I think that takes care of all of the zombie league teams. Evan, do you have any, uh, we had talked about maybe uh, closing out with a couple of, um, of final thoughts, like takeaways yeah. from this that we can yeah. maybe take forward with us into next season. Yeah. So, like what are some, after looking at these teams, like what kind of thoughts do we have? What kind of tips maybe can we, what things can we learn to take into next season? And I don't know. Um, I think, Definitely um, just double-checking your team and making sure you <laughs> set it um, in the correct order and also get your bench order correct um, and your captaincy. It's like the things like around – like kind of around the team, not necessarily the team selection, but the other things that you have to do to set it up and making sure you like have good captains, vice captains, benches, put them in the right order. That sort of thing is obviously a big one. Um, a big one? So one takeaway – I mean the, there's the – every year reminder to not trust Pep Guardiola. Um, mm, but yeah. then there's also, I think one, one theme that I was seeing this year is that um, uh, club loyalty was mostly paying off because uh, like those Tottenham fans who were loyal to Tottenham are really reaping the rewards of, of a good Tottenham season. So uh, it's not always the smartest move, but sometimes club loyalty can really pay off for you. Yeah. That's true. Um, and we've kind of talked about things in general as well, just kind of pointing things out that I think were probably um, helpful to some degree. Um, maybe not trusting Manchester United. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just none <laughs> of the Man- Stay away from the Manchester teams. Also, just staying away from any transfer potential, I think, is also, maybe another one. The one thing that we did not learn that none of us learned from last season, I know there's some new people, but the people that have been around a time or two in the zombie league and did not pick James Ward Prowse, we should be slapping ourselves. Was he was he on West Ham by the beginning of the season or was he still That's true. Uh, I forgot still about that. A championship player That's that forgot point. I forgot. I don't think we could pick him. Or else we would have. But now I'd he's like, back in the I would room. like to believe that we can let ourselves off by saying that we okay. we couldn't pick him, but I I don't true. remember that. True, but I think that's the I think that's the lesson for next year. Yeah, pick seriously. Pick Why him. not? Why the heck not? I have to pick him, even if he's not in the game. You pick him somehow. <laughs> you just write his name in. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it. Um, let, yeah. let I hope you all have a happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, my banana bread is now officially done in perfect time. Wow. And it was made with brains and guts. Yep. And bananas. Bananas and brains and guts bread. (laughs) Nice. Well, enjoy banana bread for dinner. I'm sure that's what you're eating for dinner. Exactly. Just banana bread. (laughs) It's my new diet. (laughs) That's, that's, is that what they tell you to eat uh, when you're training for marathons? Yeah. It's only banana bread every night for dinner. (laughs) You got to get that potassium in, baby. Yeah, exactly. Fun fact, I think watermelons actually have more potassium than bananas. Is that real? I think so. Now, oh. now that may be because they're bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it looked into it. 
not scaled at all just one watermelon i don't remember banana. i just wanted to put that out there because i i just it's just something i heard like a while a while wow. ago so i don't I'm, remember the details I'm imagining, <laughs> I'm imagining you just eating like an entire watermelon being like it's better for me I'm like eating an entire thing before a soccer game. I'm like sloshing around on the field. My belly is like, <laughs> um, I have to wow. pee like midway through the first half. Exactly. I gotta go. Get me off the field. <laughs> uh, well, Evan, I'm gonna let you go, and I, I know you gotta head out. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Um, and the Prim's back. You and I are back. Um, back to normal scheduled Fo- programming. Thing, maybe is back. So all is right with the world. All is right with the world. Um, cool. Well, we'll see you. We'll see you all uh, next time we record. And stay safe on Halloween and trick-or-treating and uh, Halloween parties. And uh, best of luck in the Zombies League. Bye. Bye.